Hello everybody, thanks for downloading. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode is all about WrestleMania 7. If you have never seen WrestleMania 7, you might want to watch it. It's currently available on the WWE Network. Or you could read the Wikipedia page about WrestleMania 7, which is on the internet. If you have no interest in wrestling, I'm sorry, this podcast is not for you. We have 300 plus other episodes that may be for you. In fact, one comes out tomorrow. But this one, you kind of sort of maybe want to know a little bit about wrestling or else you're just going to hate us. And I completely understand. That being said, if you do know a lot about wrestling, you're probably going to hate us. And I completely understand. This is actually not the worst WrestleMania. Looking back, it's actually a pretty good WrestleMania. Three of the 14 matches are really, really worth watching and revisiting even now. So it's not a complete waste of time. That being said, kind of watching all of this is a complete waste of time, but I'm 100% okay with that. Before we begin the actual podcast with Chris Kelly and I, I'd like to do a, a plug for the next live show. It's going to be on Friday, November 6th at the Wonderland Ballroom. But by the way, thanks for everyone that came out to the last one. Um, it's nice to do these in front of a full room, and uh, that makes this seem worth doing. So I really appreciate that. So yeah, Friday, November 6th at the Wonderland Ballroom in Washington, D.C., later on in the month, later on in November, oh geez, it's really October, the end of November, we'll be having our first six-year anniversary show at the Hideout in Chicago, Illinois. The date and the lineup will be announced for that quite soon. So, without further ado, here's Chris Kelly and I on WrestleMania 7. Oh yeah, Donald Trump makes an appearance. He's currently leading the polls in the GOP. Okay, so it is uh, currently October 2nd, 2015, and we are recording... WrestleMania 7 podcast. Yes. Uh, your name is Chris. Hey, guys. It's okay. Chris Kelly. Okay, good. I'm not just alone in the room screaming. <laughs> I wanted to record this one right away. I wanted to record this right after 6, because 6 left a really bad taste in my mouth. And did 7... 7 sort of that? redeemed it, yeah. Okay. Uh, WrestleMania 7 was not at the Los Angeles Coliseum that was advertised a, to that us. That was shocking. It I was assumed, a shock. I assumed with how sure uh, Vince McMahon was that they would sell 100,000 tickets... To the Coliseum, that it was a done deal. It was clearly going to be a success. Yeah, it's, it just uh, it apparently wasn't. Yeah, it didn't happen that way. They uh, moved it to the Los Angeles Memorial Sports Arena, the the, the, the famous venue. Yeah, yeah, that famous college stadium <laughs> that holds sixteen thousand plus. Yeah. Um, although at one point they do say that this was the largest pay per view ever ever seen. By yes. People. yes. So not, and they make it very clear, not just WWF. All-time pay-per-view. All papers. So all I guess... papers. All papers. Yes, all papers. So, it. What did you? how did you think it felt as uh, a WrestleMania? American. Very American. Uh, would you like to describe the ring uh, decor? I mean, just everything was the American flags, bunting, uh, red, white, and blue ropes. Yeah. Um, it was... Uh, and that would, that tied into the to the main event, but it was it was a lot. There's a lot of stuff going on, and this was held uh, the end of March in 1991. So the uh, the, the first Iraq War had recently yes, concluded. Just, just a month after Des- Desert Storm. And in the midst of the Rodney King debacle. And weeks after yeah. Rodney King. I mean, it's, it's the riots obviously don't happen until after the... Riots happened in 92. After the trial. Mm-hmm. But, the, but the footage had been out for a couple weeks. And, and we'll get to that later! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're back in America, last one was in Canada, which I really enjoyed, I thought Canada was a, a wonderful setting, and I know we go back there, but, um, initially, just, I was not happy to be back in America, this is not a fun time. 
Not a fun time. Not a fun time to be in America right now. And the uh, initial promo of Sergeant Slaughter versus Hogan, the intro, you just knew this was going to suck. This is not the yeah. WrestleMania for me. Well, the whole thing of, like, the last mania of trying to move on from Hulk, from Hulk mm-hmm. and move towards something with with the Ultimate Warrior and, like, end the era or at least have another co-headliner. And then you realize that Hulk didn't let that happen because nope. he immediately after that, yep. it was like, what can I do to get my win back? I will... Uh, we'll keep going. Yeah, I will defeat a guy who is a uh, former beloved American icon and uh, G.I. Joe star, Sergeant Slaughter. Yes. Who's now an Iraqi sympathizer. That being said, I don't completely blame Hogan for doing this because you're doubling down on patriotism. What like That's always going to sell. Right. That's not the yeah. worst business decision. Cena, comma, John. Like, it yeah. works. We get it. Um, but that being said, uh, Willie Nelson sings America the Beautiful. We're back to America the Beautiful. And the most appropriate opening singer they've had. Love it. He did it a cappella. Yeah. It was great. He's sort of wearing Heart Foundation glasses. <laughs> He's wearing a belt, like a belt you could buy in Toys R Us, a WWF belt yeah. at the time. Great. I loved it. Um, other than that, that was maybe the highlight of it. No, that's not true. There were some no, good matches. There's some good, there's some good stuff here. There's a lot of crap. I think one of the other things that you would uh, not like is your least favorite American wrestler, Jim Hacksaw Duggan, uh, as I... dumbest um, Uncle Sam ever. Yeah, and he calls the first match with Gorilla Monsoon yes. because we no longer have Jesse the Body Ventura. We have Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Heenan, except Heenan's also a manager, so when he has to manage a match, yeah. he steps away from the booth. So, uh, so Gorilla Monsoon is our only consistent voice for this WrestleMania, which is fine. I love that voice. I think yeah. he's one of the best, if not the best of all time. Yeah, and, No and problem Heenan, with that. And Heenan does a great one. He's... It's only a couple matches where he's not there and they exactly. have to figure something out. Heenan is a uh, is a great replacement for Ventura as far as like a heel commentator. Absolutely agree completely. He also has a very odd lisp. Yeah, I think it's like a weird tone. Yeah, in his voice. so I kind of like that. It it's, it stands out. Also, the problem with having uh, Heenan announce uh, with uh, Gorilla Monsoon is. He doesn't get to set the template because he doesn't get to call the first match that's televised because he's part of it. Yeah, it it does start off on a bad foot that way. Yeah, so I'm thinking we're going to be stuck with Hacksaw Jim Duggan, or we're going to have a different announcer throughout the entire WrestleMania, which that's is just, just horrifying. It's a, not a good idea. It's we've learned from WrestleMania too. You can't just put anybody there. Right. Well, we get to the main event. We'll find out why that's a why bad that idea. doesn't work. Yes. Okay. So we can kick the card off uh, with the first match, the Rockers, Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty, yes. against the Faces of Fear, the Barbarian and, and Haku, managed by Bobby Heenan. There was a dark match that we did not see, which with, sucks. I know, because it's lost to history, Coco Beware uh, defeating the one of the best jobbers ever, the Brooklyn Brawler. Yeah, and Coco Beware uh, kicked off WrestleMania six. one of the most colorful, one of the only African Americans on the entire card, and yeah. he's great. We don't get to see him. Instead, yeah. we get the Rockers, which is cool. Rockers fun, yeah. This is the best Rockers match in a WrestleMania yet. Yes. So they're they're improving as a tag team, and they're getting much more heat, mm-hmm. but it's still not Shawn Michaels. Um, there was a... Uh, Ron Funches was on at midnight recently, and they were showing wrestling clips, mm-hmm. and they showed one of the Rockers doing like some music promo that was horrible. Yeah. And his names for them were the Cocaine 80s, <laughs> which is a great wrestling music joke, yeah. or also... Uh, Shawn Michaels and a piece of shit. Yeah. And that's pretty much what... The, <laughs> which, that's that's as good as the Midnight Rockers is a name, I think. That being said, the crowd was hot. 
And the crowd is hot for the whole thing. Yeah. It is a really... Like, the, it's the a whole great thing. Like, 16,000 look, doesn't look like 100,000, but it sounded really good. Yeah. In a way that 100,000 wouldn't, because Upper Deck... You really want to go there? Because the Silverdome WrestleMania sounded amazing. Maybe it's just a... You get, I think you get a... Maybe that, that wall of noise. The wall of but noise is always there. really... Because it's such a small thing, I think you could hear what's going on in the ring a lot clearer. Certain yeah. slaps are very audible. Certain calls are very audible. That's great. Yeah. This kind of feels like a house show more than a Raw, if that even makes sense. This is like the minor leagues of wrestling as a main event. Yeah, because it's, it's relatively small. Uh, yeah. it's, it was not a bad way to start the night at all. No, it's fine. Uh, it, we finally started to see Shawn Michaels starting to look like a man. Not yeah. just in terms of movement, but like he no longer looks like a boy dressing up as a character, but yeah. looks like a man. With his feathered hair, yeah. yeah. So, pretty decent way to start the night, and then we get our celebrities. Right, so our celebrities are uh, Regis Philbin and Marla Maples and Alex Trebek. Very odd collection of celebrities. <laughs> yeah. Legit celebs, I'd like to say. Okay, so what was so obviously Regis Regis and Kathy Lee which is which is big one of my favorite it. clips of all time is leading up to Wrestlemania 6 is when Ultimate Warrior or just after Wrestlemania 6 when Ultimate Warrior appeared on live with Regis and Kelly and had the W's painted on his cheeks mm. and he's very family friendly yeah. Ultimate Warrior for there the kids you go. yeah and I mean Trebek who like just doesn't fit at all like Philbin as like a like a comic guy, like he gets it. He's a Vegas guy. He's a performer. He gets it. He's yeah. a song and dance man. Yeah, and as you, if you've ever watched Jeopardy, you know Trebek trying to be funny is the worst. Yeah, and that'll happen a little bit. Yeah, and then I wasn't familiar with Marla Maples. I, I think the name sounded vaguely familiar. The name sounded very familiar. But so she was uh, the mistress and then wife of Donald Trump. Hell yeah. So, and we'll uh, get to him later. Yes. Once but, again, we're recording this on October second, twenty fifteen, and Donald Trump is leading the GOP nomination for President of these United States. Yeah, so that's the thing that happened. Happening. Happening. It's and the, the fact that, yeah, we keep, uh, after having the WrestleManias at, at the Trump uh, places. And we'll get to that yeah. even later. So we go back to the booth, and all of a sudden there's a voice, but it's never clear that it's Bobby the Brain Heenan. They don't say Bobby the Brain Heenan. They don't show Bobby the Brain Heenan. It's just Bobby the Brain Heenan talking, and you figure out from context clues, hey, it's Bobby the Brain Heenan. Yeah, because he's saying humanoids and yeah. ham and eggers, and he's saying, like, would you so figure great. out or his catchphrases? But... His catchphrases are the yeah. best. And I feel like he got more comfortable since he started the show off. Mm -hmm. I definitely noticed him picking up his, like, kind of getting more into the character and get be, be more heelish as the night went on. Yeah. But yeah, starting it, you're going to start with a match that he's not in there. You're going to miss that, like, introductory thing. It Which is, is little, very it was, important. It was a dumb, just, it was like from a production, we're back at, like, WrestleMania 2 type production yeah. issues. Alright, let's go to the next match. This so, is a long card. They're all pretty much yeah. long cards. This is, thankfully, uh, spoiler alert, the, the cards get shorter in yes. the next few years. Yeah. Which will be very welcome. This is this is a three and a half hour WrestleMania. Yeah, and that's the thing. I don't mind a three and a half WrestleMania. It sounds weird, but like if it was eight matches or like nine good matches, they were a little longer. Yeah. There's more video promos, interviews, there's, packages. There's some stuff here that's maybe a minute long. Yeah. Matches. There's a couple there's a there's a a squash or two and yeah. some pretty short ones. This is a short one, it's only three minutes. It's uh the Texas Tornado, Kerry uh, Von Erich uh, versus Dino Bravo, who still looks like he's wrestling out of like the gorgeous George era. Yeah. Um, this is really this is not a, a remarkable match. The only thing here is that it's it's got to be one of the last times for Kerry Von Erich. Um, he's actually wrestling on a prosthetic foot 
I did not know that. Yeah, so he's from the the, the famed Von Eric yeah. family. And, Who is yeah. rumored to be the next inductees for the Hall of Fame this year, because it's in Texas, this upcoming I think they already. I think they already got them. Maybe the Four Horsemen it's, or something like that? It's the Freebirds they're going to try. Fabulous Freebirds, something yes. like that? Yeah. But the Von Erichs went in as a, as a family. Okay. I mean, it was the short version, and as always, the long version is in Squared Circle, but the short version is the father ran a, pro- a promotion... Mm-hmm. For all those kids in the business, and then they all uh, died by suicide or or like that might bad be the saddest chapter. In that yeah, very it's, very it's good pretty book. ridiculous. And he and Von Erich had Kerry had been he he was in a motorcycle accident and they, he lost his like he really damaged his foot and then he tried to walk on it too soon so they had to amputate. But he he would just. He was wrestling on a prosthetic and like didn't he showered his boots off? He didn't want anybody to know. Oh my god! It's crazy. And then he he uh, would eventually commit suicide in '93 and like he wanted he they were all by this point obsessed with death and he wanted to be with his brothers. Mm-hmm. It's pretty tragic, but I mean a great like like the ones who could really wrestle it was a it was there, there was huge it was yeah. just a huge thing in Texas. This is why I'm glad we're doing this because this colors all of those stories that I know about, yeah. and now I get to see these guys. It does help though yeah. when you read it. You really do. It's such a. It's obviously a visual medium. You just really need mm-hmm. and and to watch the match and and in the one the cases where you can watch the promos and stuff to really get the full mm-hmm. the full sense of it. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Cause, yeah. To so yeah. something not as sad. Uh, Somewhat sad though. Well, yeah. Um, isn't it all? Uh, this is. Uh, the British Bulldog versus the Warlord, um, in a in a. Uh, well, the Warlord's not alone. He is. He's managed by Slick. Yep, Slick's back. Yeah. Which my note was: Why does a Warlord have a pimp for a manager? Also, Slick has aged so much in one calendar year. Yeah. Google Slick WrestleMania six and WrestleMania seven. It looks like the man aged like. I a actually checked to see because they've done this before. It's the same person, same guy. Yeah. It, it is. is. Oh god. Which is which is worse? It's so bad. Yeah, this is one of my favorite promos of the night leading up to this match. Oh, the warlord is the warlock, warlord, whatever. The warlord, the warlord. Yeah, uh, he's got a horrible scepter. <laughs> and uh, they're his, big on scepters in this time. This promo Savage had one at this point. Yeah. Well, he's the king, and that makes sense. But warlord is a scepter that sucks. But the British bulldog cuts one of the most delightful, cute, family-friendly promos of all time. Yeah, tell, tell us about it. He asks his bulldog what he thinks he's if he's going to win, and he says yes. He talks to Winston, and it's just adorable. <laughs> It makes yeah. me want to get a bulldog. Yeah. Aww. yeah, but except that continues the WWF streak of like keeping animals dangerously close to the ring. Mm-hmm. Like he's the the bulldog spends the match like on the ring steps, mm-hmm. much like the snake will. Or, yeah, Damien is or in Co- the ring. I guarantee Coco Beware's parrot was on a stick outside the. That is correct. Ring. So it's family friendly, but not animal friendly. So you're saying carnies are not the safest with animals? I know it's you heard it it's here shocking. First. Yeah, it's an okay match. It's a nothing match. Yeah, Bulldog with his this is I mean this is like the the third the dance partner in this match is steroids mm-hmm. and uh, and Bulldog with the, those horrible braids. I it's love like the he, braids. This he just went to Montego Bay. I love on it. Vacation. I it's love just, it so much, oh, man. All uh, right, here yeah, we so go. We can move on. Um, so the the next match is the Nasty Boys versus uh, the Heart Foundation. This is the last match that we're going to see Hart as a tag team, right? Yes. Bret Hart is his tag team. And these these promos are pretty great, mm-hmm. I have to say. The Nasty Boys are two, like, fat pieces of crap. They like they really feel like they would have... Please describe the hairstyle. It's like buzz, buzz on the side, like mohawk. It's straight up mullet. It's a mullet. It's straight up mullet, like, right. but buzz on the side, sort of, yeah, it's amazing. And they're in, like, 
spray painted leather jackets. Mm-hmm. Their shirts are real like nasty boys. Like I mean, as you would. Two questions. Yeah. Number one. What are the guys in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that are like the henchmen for? Sp- it's Bebop and Rocksteady. Okay, thank you. So that's they look like Bebop like. and Rocksteady before they got the mutagen. And then number two, what came first, the Nasty Boys or Paula Abdul's song about Nasty Boys? I assume she wrote the song about the Nasty Boys. Perfect. Okay, good. Yeah, uh, their promo is great because they call the Hart Foundation, um, who wears, uh, as Bret Hart did in a lot, most of his singles run, hot pink mm-hmm. tights. He calls them the Stink in Pink. Which Hell is yeah. great. Hell yeah. Because that's I think the, that's the first reference to, to the Shocker we've had. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's so great. I yeah. love it. So the stinking pink. Theirs is pretty great. One of them has like, I was I had a check to see if it was uh, tooth black. But no, he's actually just missing one of his friends. That's teeth. amazing. Yeah. I thought they always drew that in. I, you could see gum and t- tongue. Yeah. Oh god, that's great. I, I thought it was, uh, it was, but it's, uh, I love it's it. the real deal. And their manager is Jimmy Hart and it's, or excuse me, uh... Yeah, yeah, it's Jimmy Hart. Yeah, um, uh, is this his first match? Because he's got a lot of costume changes no, he had, tonight. He had Dino Bravo. Um, he he'll, he has like yeah, he has almost everyone in this entire card has a manager. Yeah, and the managers. It's a big part of all the. That's all why matches. they win. Yeah, um, and after they cut their promo, we go to the Hart Foundation promo, and Jim the Anvil Nightheart is fucking unhinged. Like, more so, like, like this is, I mean, we joke about, like, oh, this is, like, cocaine and, and steroids era, but it really is. Yeah. And you can't, because there's act, there's being intense and, like, overacting and cartoonish acting, but you can tell the difference between the guys who are just, like, I'm acting crazy, mm-hmm. and the guys who are, like, I just did a bump. Yeah. And not the bump in the wrestling uh, Both. term. Yeah, so, um... Yeah, much it's like, a decent match. Yeah, it's a six, and then my my uh, thing here is it's a six man tag team with cocaine. So there you <laughs> go. Um, it's a decent match. It's definitely it's interesting to see Brett work like a not as technical, like, just work like a brawl. Well, he fights a sleeper hold right. at one point, and that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That actually looks difficult and somewhat athletic versus just a brawl. Right. So there are some glimpses of yeah. like, wrestling. Oh no, there's I mean, but the brawling is also you know a style of wrestling. Totally, you know, it's cool that you know you could work with these guys um but yeah they do win uh, the nasty boys win uh because of the basically the interference keeps going back and forth but they get the the helmet uh, the helmet mm-hmm. jimmy tosses the helmet in one of the two nasty boys yes. hits i think nightheart takes it i think nightheart yeah. takes it yeah i feel like they did a couple like they kept they did it twice it's like a false yeah. finish but they finally do get the pin with a with a cheap shot yeah and they uh, and my they one of my belts. favorite quotes and I don't I think it's from Gorilla mm-hmm. I don't know who it's from uh, they did it their way the nasty way that's a great <laughs> yeah that's gonna be on which way do you do zone. things oh the nasty way it's awesome yeah so that's a fine match yeah probably the best yet right um, actually during that match um, they cut to a celebrity who's on hand yes uh, Macaulay Culkin yes he's um, having the best year yeah. Uh, Monsoon says he doesn't want to be home alone with the nasty boys, which Jesus, yes, Jesus yes, Christ. yes. <laughs> and Heenan, this is when Heenan starts. I think gets gets comfortable mm-hmm. at the table, and he's he goes, yeah, I was on. Uh, he did something with Culkin, and he was like, yeah, he tried to upstage me. I had him thrown off the set. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's fun to make fun of a, a boy getting molested by Michael Jackson and the nasty boys. Yeah, yeah. they're and best Paul, friends. And Paul Abdul was there. She saw the whole thing. <laughs> So our next match uh, is is the first one with a real uh, backstory. Backstory. There's here. a video package here, yes. and we this back this started in October 
It's the end of March. So this yeah. story is a long time coming. Yes, and this is Jake Roberts versus Rick the Model Martel in a blindfold match because uh, Martel had uh, blind, you know, kayfabe blinded uh, Jake. Jake with the uh, the atomizer of arrogance, his his fragrance, um, to the point where where Jake the Snake was like wearing white contact lenses, which to as, show that he was blind. I remember this as a kid; it frightened me. I he, yeah. he I thought he was blind. Yeah, no, it looks it looks scary. It's amazing. It <laughs> yeah. holds up remarkably well. Yeah, because he's the best. Um, and but they show the whole thing like they kept he was blinded and they would he'd be out there and they'd be. Be, beating him up and stuff, and he cuts a great promo about. He like, accidentally DDT's brother Love because he's yeah, blind. He's blind. He doesn't know who's DDTing. It's amazing. Um, he cuts a great promo about having like a sixth sense because he's a snake. Snakes do it in the dark. Hell yeah. And uh, and yeah, and this so the blindfold match. Uh, if you're thinking of like a like a tie around your eyes, that's not what they use as a blindfold. They use a black hood. Yeah, which this is not a blindfold. This is looks like a torture film. Yeah, this yeah is... seriously. There's an alternate universe where this becomes a snuff film. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, okay, so at first I was like, oh, they could see through these things, right? Uh, yeah, I don't think they could. I mean, they could kind of, I, sort of. see. I think they can see enough. Like you can't really, like even in a, uh, like a lucha mask, mm-hmm. like your peripheral is still like affected and stuff, but you have your eye holes. Like yes. this was definitely, it looked like the type of like, you know, what you can see out one way a little bit, but it's not like it's not great. You shouldn't be doing a wrestling match. With limited vision. Well, it's like a horrible, stupid idea, but it's also great, and I love it. And it's also great. The way they t- they tell the story with the match is amazing. Yeah. So they're basically they have these black hoods on their heads. They're like walking around in the dark, like you, you know, waving their arms around, mm-hmm. trying to make contact. And like when they finally do hit a move, then you know, Martel will body slam the, the snake, and then he'll go for an elbow drop. And now the snake's moved. He didn't know that. So mm-hmm. he- backdrops himself and but they so they're doing this it's kind of like they're failing to wrestle but because uh jake is the face at this point he's getting great cheers yeah and when he's and he you know quote unquote realizes he starts pointing like doing like a marco polo thing with the yeah. crowd and they cheer real hot when he's pointing so he makes his way there but it's not working perfectly exactly. but it's, he's definitely like figuring out how to do it while martel is still like hugging the the uh the, the turnbuckles. turnbuckles and stuff it's really neat yeah. Uh, now I went and I read the Mar- like the the Mar- uh, the models um, like blog about this match. Yeah, and he says like he could sort of kind of see, and they did it once in Florida, so they knew they could pull it off. But like he said, it was like he legitimately couldn't see. Yeah. That being said, this is a wrestler. That's a wrestler, and they're always working. Exactly. Like, if he's talking, so, he's working. So, but I, it's so long where I don't think there's no real clear hits here, ever. Yeah. Until the I mean. Until the, the finale, even that's not that clean. Yeah, it's not great. I mean, they definitely, they. I'm sure. Yeah, they they practiced it, but that's the whole. You know, game day. Does it always work? The exactly. Way? Yeah. I think it was really neat. Yeah. Um, I it, I saw it and I was like, that's a dumb. Like you see it on the card and you're like, and they put the huds on. You're like, this is gonna be a yeah. clusterfuck. And it turns out to be really good storytelling. Yeah. Continuing the, culminating this the story they've been working on for, you know. See, I didn't do months. any of the readings until after, so I was like, oh, this is going to be like a 30-second nothing match. Yeah. But it wasn't. It kept no, going. No, it keeps going, and they're definitely like, yeah, yeah, figuring it out. So this is just proof positive that even with the dumbest gimmicks, you can make something great. Yeah, when you have guys like, especially Jake the Snake, who can who can work. I mean, they always say, 
oh, he's the best with like in ring psychology and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's a, kind of an amorphous thing. You can't really. But if this you, is this a great is the, example. Like you know, you know pornography when you see it. Like that's yeah. ring psychology because <laughs> that's when you work the crowd with a with a hood on. This is when Bobby Heenan actually has some wrestling commentary that makes sense, which is great. And he and his logic is wonderful. Since Jake has a 500-pound snake, it's obviously not a 500-pound snake, yeah. since he's got a 500-pound snake in the bag, the model should cheat. That's just sound logic. <laughs> That's great heel logic. Yeah. like, yeah, the guy's got a... He's got a shoot. snake in his corner. You just look. <laughs> look. Take off the mask for a second and look. <laughs> yeah, it's big. Yeah. Uh, it was also a, you know, the whichever Damien's he's had mm-hmm. during the years, sometimes it looks almost like a prop snake because it's just not moving. Oh, this was This huge. one was huge and really active. Yeah. Doing the whole, I'm going to, like curl up on his neck. Um, it's one of the first times he actually gets to really make a good contact with the other guy, too, and yeah. like get the snake around his neck type thing. It, but this it, one, I mean, if you had been watching this in, you know, 91, 1991, and in the run-up, you know, late 90s, and late 1990, he's got, his eyes are white because he's blind. Oh he has a snake that looks like it's going to kill somebody. Looks like it's going to kill Jake at the yeah. end. And he's a face. That's the great part. I know, I know. Because he's like so over and... Um, oh my God. Yeah. His neck, I mean, that won't last uh, for long and then mm-hmm. it, it builds to stuff at the next mania, but for now it's great that that's a, a good guy. Yeah, you can tell that Rick Martel is not popular because a kid spits at him on the way out and it hits. Did you see that? <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah, like an eight-year-old yeah. like angrily spits at Rick Martel. Yeah. And Eight-year-olds it... hate fucking models, man. Like, <laughs> tired of this shit. All right. So here we cut to the most sexual harassing of everything yeah. we've seen thus far. If that one looked like snuff, this one looked oh like it's going to be porn. The Nasty Boys are celebrating their new tag team championship yeah. uh, with some champagne yeah. in the locker room, and Marla Maples is interviewing them. And yeah, it's and they're just weird. like yelling at her and pouring, doing the like we just won the pennant yeah. with the champagne, and all of like Jimmy Hart's like the rest of his stables there. Yeah, the so earthquake, earthquake shows up and asks for a date. Yeah, I, I was. Yeah, she's really glad that was wrestling and that there was a camera on. Oh my god! Yeah. So let's move on to something that is important for every WrestleMania after. Yeah, if you go ahead when we um, when you do the editing and just put in that gong sound right now. Oh, okay, let's do that. All right, here is the gong sound. It's the fucking Undertaker. It's the Undertaker! <laughs> yeah. Yay! It's my favorite wrestler of all time and, like, just one of the best ever. Which is perfect because we just went from my current favorite wrestler at that time. I was no longer in the Ultimate Warrior camp because I was Jake the Snake for Halloween in 91. Nice. So I, this is you're my favorite now to your favorite. Sadly, my favorite does not hold up like yours. <laughs> okay. And you pick the right guy. Oh, yeah, I, I pick winners, Brandon. Yeah, you do. Um, the Undertaker uh, with Paul Bearer against Jimmy Snuka in The Undertaker's first match. So he'd been in WWF. He's wrestled before. But yes. He's in WWF for about four months. Mm-hmm. This was actually his 26th birthday. It worked out. I'm trying to think, of like, does he look like a 26-year-old? Sure. Yeah, he looks like a big, a big beefy yeah. football player. He's, so, Oh, God. Um, but he, this is, you know, The Undertaker has had... I mean, it's been mostly over his career. He's still currently wrestling. He's yeah. set to wrestle at the end of the month in a cell against Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And. Oh, really quick aside. Uh, I I was walking to work and I was like, oh, someone should cut together a YouTube video of like just Undertaker Hell in the Cell matches uh, by Nine Inch Nails gave up. And then I was like, I have a good job and a wife. <laughs> How that that happened. <laughs> Like that was, that's a, so so is your supercut ready or no okay, okay. I'm not doing it. Yeah. I just need to get someone else to do it that's good well, that's you, fine you have interns that's what's for yeah so, a 20 year old girl trying to get a PR degree cut this Undertaker <laughs> promo for me 
Um, that's called a rib. Um, so the Undertaker. It's. I mean, if anyone's familiar with wrestling, they know the. They're probably know the Undertaker. Yeah, it's exactly what it sounds like. Except at this stage, is definitely much more. He's like, sort of more of an enforcer for Paul Bearer for the undead or for the dead. Ish. Paul, because it's a little confusing. Because Paul Paul Bearer is. I guess get it. Um, he's a mortician. Yes, and he and, carries around an urn. Yes, and that he, has powers over the Undertaker. Yeah. Um, this is the best. And at this stage, it, they're really heavy on like that. He is an Undertaker. I mean, later it just becomes generic goth. Mm-hmm. Then it becomes American badass. Oh, back to generic goth. So like it's had, and now it's kind of like MMA grandfather goth. It's very strange. But at this point, it's like he's got the. They're not the. They're not the things on the shoes, but they're like on his. Ankles. Oh, like the, the extra. Fabric. Yeah, he's got this gray that makes it look like he's wearing boots, but it's really bad. It's really bad. Uh, it's like a Halloween costume when they yeah, have boots. Yeah, and his shirt is a just a straight up black collar button up with like torn sleeves, sort of like the Hulk TV show. Yeah, like he just hulked out and he's yeah. got his gloves. And it is, he's also not as like, you know, the he's attitude, sort of painted. Yeah, white, they do like the, the the ghostly, ghastly yeah. white face, and but he, you know, he has. His hair is it's it's like dark brown, but like with red. Oh, he's got a lot of red. Yeah, I think he might just be a ginger. Yeah, but like so, it's not if you know it from the Attitude Era and stuff when he was like with the goatee and mm-hmm. the teardrop tattoo and like the real goth outfit. Like it's not as like that was like a little more menacing. This is a little bit more cartoony. It's more cartoony, um, and so they but it's effective because they oh, keep yeah. cutting to um, kids in the audience who are fucking terrified. Yeah, boys and girls. Yeah. And just everyone, scared. Just scared. And Paul Bear is amazing. I mean, the the acting he could do with his face to contort his face mm-hmm. uh, to sell stuff. Uh, it looks like a is, cartoon, but an evil cartoon. Yeah, he looks like he's like you, like the Scooby Gang villain. It's so great. Yeah, and so it's perfect for what this is. But mm-hmm. so this is Taker's first, um, uh, first WrestleMania, WrestleMania, first WrestleMania, first WrestleMania match where he uh, he does win here against. Uh, murderer Jimmy Snuka <laughs> yeah. uh, as we have established um, but it's also because it's it's the start of the streak yep. which we will cover every time for yes. the next uh, 21 of these so the reason why The Undertaker worked in 91 and still works in 2015 is death is always scary yeah it's the you, best gimmick it's you can't it's death yeah. even children understand death that's it Stone Cold if you're like a little kid you're like why is that man spraying beer Right. Beer tastes icky or something. You're like, I don't, I don't Fuck have that. Unless you're Vincent adult man, you don't have a job. You don't yeah. know. Like, yeah. And then you, the Rock is like, what, what, what do you mean? Cook? Like, I don't get smell. What? what? I don't. Yeah. Get it. It, Mankind is yeah. just in a mask and he has a sock. He's a I don't crazy. care. Yeah. And these are your other best guys. But the Undertaker is death. <laughs> yeah. And as far as the guys who are like, oh, you know, Vince McMahon is obsessed with these big giants, and mm-hmm. we've, you know, we've seen Andre the Giant. We've mm-hmm. seen guys. Where Andre the Giant is huge, yes. but somehow not menacing because you're like, oh, he can't walk. So mm-hmm. if, if I was alone with him and he, like, I could just run because <laughs> yes. he can't move anymore. Yeah, uh, Undertaker is six ten, three hundred roughly, and he like flies through the freaking air. He looks like JJ Watt. Like that's yeah. oh he, yeah, I mean that's he like, looks so athletic. Yeah, like the flying, and he does this move still. I mean, or until recently, where he walks he, the ropes. Well, he do, yeah, that's he can not... walk the ropes. He can he can like. When he does like a, like the jumping clothesline yeah. thing, it just he's like at six feet in the air. It's it really also awesome. helps that his gimmick is like not selling. Yeah, and that was the, that was what they did when he first came in. It was like he wouldn't sell anybody's hits. Yeah. It was like what Hulk does when Hulk when 
Hulk is going to win the match mm-hmm. of like no selling. But he would do that all the time and then yeah. take a job route literally in a body bag. So, but it makes sense. Yeah. You're not just being a dick to other wrestlers. You're like, you're honoring your character. Yeah. And it's awesome. And the fact that it is, the gimmick is death and it is such like a mutable thing because there is that core of that but yeah. you can play that in so many different ways and that's how they've been able to do it where sometimes yeah he's the he's the dead man he's the he's undead he comes back from being buried alive or from being struck by lightning or lit on fire by or the way all of these things have happened yeah and he's been buried alive and been struck by lightning yeah. his brother is also a demon yeah um which they're still doing now it's great with, i love it with kane they're with who we'll see in a few a few manias uh they're still doing like, yeah, he's a demon who lives under the ring. Like, yeah, this is stuff this you is can great. do. From 1991, it's still impacting 2015 storylines. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, and actually, Undertaker debuted like on when he, whatever house show he debuted on. They were they billed him as Kane the Undertaker. I, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, he um, at this point, Snuka um, is the end of near his end of like active. Yeah, he don't look great. He hasn't looked great in a couple of these, but he's at this point he's kind of putting over new talent. Yeah. So you bring out Jimmy Snuka. Yeah. The new kid beats the crap out of yeah. him. Beats him in four minutes. The under, the uh, pile driver, the tombstone. Yes. Looks nasty. It's so good. Because oh now my when they God. do it, you and the you could see some separation. Yeah. If you haven't seen the and when you you haven't YouTube a tombstone pile driver, it's a standing sixty nine. Yeah. Drop to your knees and hit the guy's head on the floor. Yeah. Except now when they do it, they. He's your the bottom the top of your head is above his knees, mm-hmm. so you don't make contact with the floor. This one looked like a little sloppy, yeah, to the point where it's a real pile driver. Yeah, he probably got concussed. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's the, one of the best finishing moves of all time. Yeah, and then it goes right into a like a pin where you cross the guy's arms mm-hmm. over his chest and you look menacing. Some things never change. And yes, and the Undertaker's the best. One of the things I noticed about this WrestleMania is this is one of the brightest arenas yet. Interesting. Especially when the Undertaker, because now you see the Undertaker, the lights get hit, you, it's pretty dark. Uh, very popular wrestler now, Bray Wyatt, the lights go out, everyone has lighters or whatever. This, it's just lights on the entire time. It's very yeah. odd, it's very strange. Yeah, because they still hadn't, I mean, they've got the basics of the gimmick, but there's not the mystique that they've... No, not just for Taker, but for every yeah, single yeah. match. Like, the nights, the lights don't really fluctuate. It's like, right. we're lighting this as is for the duration yeah. of the three and a half hour card. Yeah. I wonder if that made the crowd not get as sleepy, or if the fact like that more it amped up. Yeah, and, yeah it's the like same way that. Letterman kept the room really cold. I wonder if that yeah. impacted this crowd at all. I mean, it's possible because it yeah. does. It, 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 I can imagine three and a half under like key lights like that. Yeah. All right, let's move on to so, a very interesting match. Yes. So this is we're halfway, almost halfway through the card. It's the Ultimate Warrior against Randy Savage, accompanied by Queen Sherry. In a retirement match, yes. So the which is an old gimmick that never is true. Yes, because usually it was a in the territorial it was a loser leaves town match, mm-hmm. which would be true because then he would just go if it was the 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 heel he would just go to the next territory. So they show the in the the promo reel because this is one of the other matches with a a long back a longish backstory. Warrior had had the belt, the belt being the world heavyweight championship, mm-hmm. I believe, this time. And Savage wanted a title shot, but he wasn't getting it, so mm-hmm. then uh, he helped uh, Sergeant Slaughter win the belt mm-hmm. by cheating and hitting, hitting him with the scepter. Yes. Because he was king. This is, once again, this is not Macho Man Randy Savage. This is King... King Macho? It was Macho. It was Macho King. Macho King. Macho King. That's yeah. right. 
Which is a very important part of the story, yeah. actually. So he's Macho King with his with Queen Sherry. Yes. Uh, sensational Sherry. Uh, Warrior loses the belt to Slaughter. And now that's that was at uh, Rumble in January. So that's this correct. Is just, this is, uh, once again, like like now, how things some feuds kind of kick off and then you just have this this run up to, to Mania. Mm-hmm. Um, the some of the the interview stuff they when when they were trying to get his title sh- this uh or trying to get the the match, um, Sherry was like on her knees begging. Yeah, begging um, warrior and like a begging warrior like crotch level. He like s- doesn't spit at her. He spits off the side. Then he like shakes his head and then like yells yells it in her face. Yeah, for the match. Um, I'd like us to point out that he's wearing a leather USA coat in this. In that promo, yeah, because well, it's America. Yeah, um, and and that'll kind of set the tone of how he deals with uh, Sherry the whole match. Yeah, it's not great. It's real if bad. you thought anything that that Savage did with Miss Elizabeth was bad, this is worse. This is the worst. This is worse. Uh, speaking of Miss Elizabeth, once again, she's in the crowd. You can't quit this wrestling business, man. Just, I love that. Like they pretend that. Like is that her? Camera, like, wait, wait camera guys. Minute. Camera guys. Look over director, there. Director. Director. I think that's her in the se- in the sequined outfit <laughs> on camera too. The most early '90s sweater possible. I mean, it's it's sequined. It's, it's great. It's I a love sweater it. that's sequined, and her pants—they look like I don't. Slides, yeah, you don't notice the also, pants until she's in the sequined. ring. You're like, oh, this is hilarious. Yeah, um, the outfits are all pretty great. Savage is in his like white and blue oh. sparkle like um, cowboy hat. Do you remember when Britney Spears and uh, Justin Timberlake went to like the VMAs and all denim? Matching suits. Canadian tuxedos. That's what this it's is. It's between it's somewhere between that and actually what Seth Rollins' new yes. white gear is. Yes. It's yes, definitely yes. inspired. Oh like, god, yeah. It's just so over the top. Ugh. Um you know, and Warrior uh, Sherry's also in like this weird sequin like uh di- like She's like okay, remember what dancer. Rose McGowan wore to the VMAs in ninety eight yeah. when you could see we her all, everything? We all know what everyone wore at yeah. VMAs, Brandon. <laughs> Yeah, that was like that with less. I mean, you know, not uh, covered up. Yeah, a little Ooh. covered up. Um, Warriors, well, they, well, do you want to tell people how they got to the ring? Uh, they were carried on a throne by hot dudes, by a bunch of dudes. It's awesome. Uh, by a bunch of macho men. It's awesome. Yeah. It's the best. Um, Warrior, for his part, uh, he doesn't run to the ring, which is shocking which to is both shocking. announcers and me. Yeah, which it was. I, maybe it was because he was wearing a huge airbrush jacket. Yes, that didn't fly, and he kept he he keeps getting. Um, like pulled on by like by people in the crowd, he does not look happy no. about it. He they both have so many tassels on. Yeah, it's got to be weighing them down on boots, on elbows, it, on knee pads. Is there so anything more aerodynamic than a tassel? <laughs> so but, here, here's one really quick observation. This is the first time we're seeing the warrior not run down the ring in a big match like yeah. this, and I think this is right around the time when the rumor started that like, is that a different warrior? Because this guy kind of looks a little This might not be that, because he does, he'll, he'll eventually, he'll be out, like, in between now and the next Mania. Mm-hmm. Well, he gets and locked he, in a casket. Yeah, this is, I think those rumors started after, because he was mm-hmm. gone for a little bit, because he got, like, fired, came back, mm-hmm. they brought him back, he'll be back in time for the next one. Yeah. But there is a few months from the one he came back. Yeah, so this is maybe that, that was some maybe of Maybe this evidence. is the start of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but his airbrushing is pretty great. It's, uh... His knee pads and his, the back of his jacket both have him and Savage, and he has means more than this. With, with the, the IC belt. I think the, it was the IC belt on his butt. Okay. Or was it the heavyweight? He'd had, he'd had the heavyweight. He had weight. the IC he, belt at a certain point. He had that, but then he vacated that when he beat that's Hogan. Right, that's so it right. Was, it, was, it was more than losing the belt 
Yes. This was a grudge match. Oh, God, whatever. But it did, but it for mo- mostly just says more than this on yes. his ass. So, I mean. <laughs> and he's way more tan than the previous WrestleMania, yeah. which is hard to imagine. I feel like not as roided. I would disagree. I think more roided. More. Okay. More bulky. Okay. More okay. like he's been on roids for a long time yeah. now. Yeah, maybe it was in his veiny. Yeah, it's definitely less veiny. Okay. It's scary looking. Not yes. in a fun way. Yeah, so this, um, this match basically. Okay, so the last time. The last Mania with, with Hogan and uh, Warrior. and Warrior, the whole thing was like how evenly matched they were exactly. and even styles. Like the, and everything, they really had, they each have two moves, they look the same, they <laughs> yeah. fight the same, and it's it's so evenly matched that it's almost boring. This one... But it's not. I want to make that clear. Right. It's great. Yeah, it should. There's a time that it could be boring. Yeah, because it's too, most of the time. Yeah. But WrestleMania 6, that was great. Yeah. This, you have guys who are in basically different universes yeah almost. like they're like they're very they're both over the top and like it's not that crazy different but but the way savage wrestles and the way that uh warrior wrestles are just totally different yeah because warrior is a cartoon yeah and the other guy could wrestle yeah and savage is one of the best ever and also he's once again the, the storytelling the psychology the mm-hmm. stuff the way he's running this match because he was definitely running it there's oh, yeah. no way that the warrior was it 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 seems there's a realism there to the way he you can go oh why did he do that oh because he's just at one point he goes out and gets a chair as a distraction and he throws it in the ring um not to use it because he would get DQ'd but the ref then has to go get the chair and toss it out and while he does that he's able to to get to hit Warrior so it's like a he's he's using the 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 match perfectly and in addition to just psychology, he could actually do things that Warrior can't. Like jumping off the ropes looks really great. He gets crazy height. Yeah, Warrior can't do that. Yeah, no. And there's just they just uh, they look like they're playing in different with different mm-hmm. rules. Um, another big part of the a big part of this match is uh, Queen Sherry getting involved. Yeah. So she's you know ringside a lot. She's you know doing she's doing the manager stuff, the heel manager stuff to interfere with the match. Mm-hmm. Um, you know when that's that's fine when it's when it's Heenan and he gets you know punched in the face by Andre. When it's a woman and at various times uh, the Ultimate Warrior uh, like, pushes her pushes her down like hard yeah. on the outside of the ring. Um, he also does he she she slaps him uh, and he like she gets thrown. Uh, or, Pretty far. Or Warrior gets actually at one point. Warrior throws Savage into Sherry. Yeah, she's just getting bumped around. Yeah. it's pretty bad. Yeah, you know, and he keeps going after, like chasing her around. Like he's that's gonna the beat only the crap time he actually looks like he could wrestle too. That's the sad part. Yeah, like, he looks like shit against Macho Man, but yeah. he can well, obviously he, fight this woman. Yeah, this five five foot whatever woman. Yeah, he can push her around and make in heels. Good. Yeah. Oh god, uh, it's a mess. This is during the matches when we find out that this is the largest pay per view audience in history. Yes, which makes it even weirder because we're like, wasn't this in a way bigger arena last year with this guy headlining? And now, yeah, that's we're the weird, like, up and, and down. He's... The way the guys kind of go up and down the card like this is kind of yeah, crazy. The, it's very the weird. constant being Hulk at the top. Yeah, but other than that, everyone else, you know, you can you can, you know. Is secondary. And so, then we go back to the match after that one aside, and then it's just more Macho Man doing amazing shit. Yeah, Macho Man hits the flying elbow, which always looks great. Yes. He hits it five times. Like, at first when I'm watching it, I go, okay, he hits it twice, so rule of three. This exactly. third time, Warrior's going to stand up, Warrior's going to put his foot up, do something. Roll away, something. Roll away. So he does it a third time, nothing happens. So I'm like, all right, so they don't know roll of three. That's fine. It's wrestling, it's not theater. Um, 
hits it a fourth, hits it five fucking times. And it looks, first of all, there, this is a, the move looks great for so many reasons, and it's like, yeah, the, the air he gets, but the way you land it, you can't, you're not, yeah, you're not hitting an elbow directly to the guy's sternum, but it's not, it doesn't feel great. Also, you're hurting too. Yeah, Every you, one of these hurts you as every well. Every top rope move ever, I and mean, that's the funny thing about like a superplex is like, yeah, you both just took a back bump mm-hmm. off the top turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't that's not good for either of you. No. But, you know, like Icarus, it was a little too much. He goes finally goes for the pin and Warrior kicks out. Most people don't kick out of one elbow. He just kicked out of five. I because know. once again, he's pl- he's in a different universe now. Yeah. He's in the Hulk rules of like no selling. Agreed. But this is the only good point of the match from a Warrior perspective. After that kick out yeah. He does the one thing that makes him interesting, which is summon the heavens, how do I defeat this man? Which he did, and he he shakes the ropes like he does on his intro. Mm-hmm. They, Monsoon and Keenan both remind us that the ropes are where he gets his energy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and to, the balls on them to just like no-sell that and just be like, yeah, that's where he gets his energy, oh, guys. Yeah. But yeah, what he does then when he does his Hulk up thing, it's kind of ridiculous. He's spinning around. Yeah, I know. He's doing these little like fast feet tapping, sort of like a Native American rain dance idea. There's sort part of, of that is there. He's he is like begging the heavens. Yeah. Like, what do you? What do I do? Which what is cool. Yeah. This, that's the only part I have to say. The the dancing around stuff looks horrible. But the oh, yeah. begging the heavens, and then at one point he almost he he almost leave, like he's leaving the ring because mm-hmm. he's like, what do I do? Do I? Should I walk away? Should I retire? Like, th- that's the one part, and he's doing it a little... T- that's the one part that actually fit the match. Agreed, agreed. Because it's a... That that brings the, the, the stakes up a little higher. Then they, they actually do leave the ring. Yes. They go to the barriers. Yeah. And I don't know if you noticed this. There's a guy sitting behind the barriers, uh-huh. just a regular seat, so bored. Like an adult man. <laughs> Someone like probably 40, 45... Yeah. He's leaning with his right elbow on his right thigh, sort of looking away, bored out of his mind. He's in the front row. We're like probably, how long is this match? Like 20 minutes. We're like probably 18 minutes into this match, or however. Like we're yeah, almost done. Almost there. He's, not... he's not into this at all. Yeah. That sums up this match. That's it. Like, the, the, we have one guy that can actually wrestle with yeah. a nothing. Right. And that nothing used to be the best a year ago. Right. He lost it. He lost everything that made him cool yeah. so easily. Like and there's, he didn't and get there's it. glimpses of it. That's yeah. the thing. But not running out, not really doing like just being kind of a cartoon mm-hmm. in a match that's supposed to have some stakes and, and the only time you look meta, you know, like a real danger is when you're pushing a woman around. It really it's it's pretty bad. Yeah. I mean and that's coming from we've seen matches where Savage was, you know, a horrible, horrible man to Elizabeth and like same thing, threatening to hit her, getting her in the line of fire and stuff. And this is so much worse, because he actually does it. Yeah. So uh, the match ends. Well, yeah, I mean, he does... I have to say, Savage does... He sets him up to, to hit an elbow, and he lands on the barricade, which is pretty which is pretty rough. Uh, but then he does his, like, three-shoulder... Like, yeah. like, except the shoulder tackle is much less impressive than the elbow. Yeah. Turn, and he steps on him for the, and gets the pin. Which is a dick move. It's a dick move. And so then once again... He's the good guy. I know! The good guy, the one who keeps beating up the woman. And this is the one time where he is a heel announcer with Bobby DeBrin. It's like, are you a heel announcer? Because he just yells, oh, God, no! <laughs> and it's yeah. like, oh, I kind of agree. Yeah, that's pretty much the, the state yeah, of wrestling. How, yeah, our, our, our face just hit a woman. What? That's yeah, our face? Yeah. No. Not, yeah, and this isn't the era where that doesn't matter. This definitely matters. Yeah. Especially when he's a cartoon character. Oh, so right. anyway, the, the story of the match isn't great. No. Um, and... Savage does all the work. Um, 
which is when the second act of this hits, and we we you know move forward a story that's been present since the second WrestleMania. Yeah, and been we're five this, years into yeah, this story. This, I mean, I should say second act like this. This you know culminates one of the acts of this multi-act story. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, um, so Savage is out because he took three shoulder tackles from the Dingo Warrior, and then. Sherry comes in, and because she's a, she's a great heel too, she's pissed that her her she's a manager, her client, her king got defeated. I love so she's it. She's kicking the crap out of him. That's so great. They've been cutting to Elizabeth the whole match. Once again, the masters of foreshadowing. <laughs> she comes out in her sequence and high heels. She runs in the ring, tosses Sherry out by her hair, um, and she's trying to like rouse Savage, but he's out and he was just getting kicked and he didn't know who it was, and. She's like she's crying. He's like confused when he mm-hmm. finally gets up face to face. Everyone there's there's like a palpable tension where you're like, is he gonna swing on her too? Yeah. Like, is this the is, is this, this the new theme? Is this the domestic abuse match? Like, is it gonna like what is gonna happen here? Because last like the last WrestleMania, she had teamed up against uh, against Savage and Sherry. The one before that was the end of the the mega powers that exploded. Yep. and that had started that him turning away from her when she was managing Hulk. Mm-hmm. So that's two years. And then that continued previously with her being, uh, you know, a part of the match yeah. and a part of the storyline with George Steele or whatever it was. Only The only one that's not is the uh, the Steamboat one. Mm-hmm. But other than that, she's been a constant. So this is this story's gone up and down and back and forth, and he's been a, a, a heel again, and you don't know what he's going to do. But he hugs her and lifts her on uh, his shoulder. And, and while that happens, Sensational Sherry is screaming, "You're a loser!" <laughs> yeah, and it's never clear which one she's referring to, but she's correct. Yeah, I mean, she's great heel and just staying with the bit, just yeah, yelling, "You're yeah. a loser!" While a married couple in real life make up in yeah. front of the world, and the audience is crying, literally Legit. crying, yeah. like women, children. Men, one of the like... most iconic images from the WWE that's still used to this day is that child it's... crying yeah. when they see Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth yeah. get back together. And Miss Elizabeth on his shoulder is also that's such a great, oh yeah, such a great like iconic image for them. Um, Heenan, because he's the best heel commentator, he sees the people crying, goes. Maybe their shoes are too tight, or must have had a chili dog with onions, because he can't believe they have legitimate emotions. And Bobby retorts with, she loves him, she's in love with the Macho King! <laughs> when then yeah. Bobby goes, this is sickening. Yeah, uh, he's, he's great. So what, uh, we've, uh, we're already over the fact that Ventura's not there anymore. Yeah. Because Heenan's also great. Heenan's great. So, the, and, and also, this is the little bits of storytelling, and that this is like what you have in, in, in screenplays and stuff of like the callbacks mm-hmm. um, forever when he was when Savage was with Elizabeth she would open the ring for him because he was a pompous a macho man mm-hmm. heel he she tries to do that like one more time you know like what, play it again Sam and he's like no and he opens the ropes for her and it's that, fucking awesome that's what a class <laughs> act does yeah. he learned from Dusty Rhodes hold open the ropes for the women yeah I know it sounds sexist but still it's kind of great <laughs> Uh, who my my note here is I'd rather have some money than a skirt. I think yes, that was, that I think I have a, that. Nope, that was also a Heenan, yep. uh, Heenan thing. But yeah, no, it's just great, and the fact that the story will continue. He's lost the match. He's he's retired. Yeah, quote unquote. So well, he, King, King, <laughs> right. whatever his a different yeah, exactly. a different guy has retired. That's why these names matter. Yeah, because they retired the gimmick. But mm-hmm. anyway, he will. This this is part of the you know the his his best run. Though. Yeah, I mean, it really, and later in the year. There's a very important wedding. Yes, it's the match made in heaven, yeah. and it sets up some f- future stuff he does. But 
to be honest, like, he has one more good feud coming up that's actually at the next Mania, but this is towards the end yeah. of, his, uh, of, the, of this great story. So, um, And in a weird way, it kind of was a great story. I mean, it's like a totally messed up story that, like, she went from this woman who... But it is great. It's great storytelling. Yeah. The fact that her character, she has an arc. Yeah. Like it's so weird. Well, she doesn't have a lot of agency for much of it. Like she does. Like I'm not trying to pass the fucking Bechdel test in WrestleManias. She has an arc. You know, like there's growth. Like she goes from not saying anything. Yeah. To like tossing another woman out of the ring and yeah. like fighting for a man and like there's a story there. So I was thinking like it would be kind of cool if you like reunited with your ex and then like your music hit. <laughs> Because that's what happens. Just your theme music. Yeah. yeah. And it hits as soon as they like hug or something. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so, so now we go to a, we go to backstage. We go backstage. With our celebrity guests. Yeah, but just a note. I mean, after that whole thing, that was a 20-minute match. Yes. There was the run-up to the match, the 20-minute match, this whole like end segment, which took another like five, ten minutes. So, and it's emotionally exhausting. People were literally, they were cheering crying. and crying. So, honestly, the rest of the card... It's Why so didn't much... this headline? Why wasn't this the headlining match? I yeah. get it, America. I get it, but like, yeah. really, or love even, conquers all, man. It could, yeah. I think they. How I do mean... you not sell more tickets with this? Yeah, because Hulk Hogan. I guess. Um, all right, so we go to the uh, Regis film and interviewing your favorite wrestler of all time. The yeah, Undertaker. so he's, he's interviewing the Undertaker and like doing it like a like a vaude, uh, you know a vaudevillian thing of like it's great. Yeah, he's making little jokes Regis about, like, Film we're dying here. we got to fill this dead air. He's not afraid of The Undertaker at all. And The Undertaker is measuring him for a fall. <laughs> it's the coolest. <laughs> it's so silly. And, like, it's Taker amazing. doesn't, is not a, like, it's a funny bit. Because it's but like, he's not funny. No, yeah. It's so great. I love uh, it. Doesn't say anything. Um, and then Trebek, they cut back and forth, right? So, like, Trebek then has Demolition. Yeah, who, we go... That's who cares. Yeah. That's boring. They, they're crappy, and then Trebek is crappy. Then Regis cuts back. Now he's got these a pair of uh, Japanese wrestlers, and it gets real racist, yeah. real fast. And he like he, them it opens with "Eat your heart out, Connie Chung." That's how that opens. Yeah, so that's that sets the tone. Oh boy, because then he's the the gimmick is that he can only say hey, the, he realizes the only words they understand are Japanese businesses. This is, this is bad. <laughs> Racism. Um, they say. I mean, the the bit actually gets funny because then they go, ah ah, yeah. Kathy Lee. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, but then he says his their names and pinches their cheeks. It's very bad. It's weird. And they cut back to to Trebek and Jake uh, the Snake and Jake the Snake. This is great. I oh, love yeah. this one. I really would love to have seen a buddy comedy with these two. Yeah, because uh, Jake gets the snake in Trebek's face and so scares great. him off. And uh, Jake then talks to Damien and he says. I guess you'll have to settle for the home version of Jeopardy. <laughs> it's so Which, great. Wasn't this the period of time where, like, if you lost, you got the home version? Yeah, of I think yeah. so. It's it's amazing. They're like, both really good at plugs too. They get yeah. like four plugs in for both the WWF and Jeopardy. Yeah. No. Yeah. This is you got to You got to Where's the money, man? You got to sell. All right. So then we get to demolition versus two Japanese wrestlers. Right, you don't uh, have to really. There's like I'm cool to skip this one. Uh, well, I just want to say uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan's comment was I smell Kikoman. Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, you that. just assume there's going to be And my one note is, I don't think this is going to be not racist, so... <laughs> well, I mean, Mr. Fuji... Speaking of racist, let's go to the next match. <laughs> this is the worst in terms of racism. Yeah. okay, so here's... Uh, this match is Big Boss Man uh, against Mr. Perfect, uh, accompanied by Bobby Heenan. So this, like we said, this was a couple weeks after... Uh, the the Rodney King tapes are out. We're mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. Yes, Bobby Heenan had made a comment earlier in the night, mm-hmm. kind of making a like about how LA treats things. Yes, 
And then this is like only in WWF is the cop with the Confederate flag on, on his arm. Which He's wasn't the, prominent before. No. This is the this is the good guy. What? Yeah. So the man that used to be that is Mr. Perfect that used to hang out with athletes and just was perfect is the heel. He's the bad guy because he's kind of a shithead and he's and his manager is a, is a, oh a weasel. Oh my god! But the cop who swings a, a fucking nightstick around, it and it was like over. I guess some Heenan had said stuff about his mama, and that's why this is like a grudge match. Um, he because he's the good guy once again spits in Mr. Perfect's face, and later in the, in the match will beat him with a belt. Yeah. Um, this could only be worse if it was a black wrestler. Yeah, like it's not, it's not, it's not good. good. And uh, it's a really boring match too. Yeah, I mean, perfect. There's a there's a couple little sequences. It's that are too right. long. It's too long. But there's a couple sequences where he gets a good. Bossman was around for a while. Yeah, yeah, I don't think ever thought it was like a good, a good wrestler. Or it's a good, good gimmick. Yeah, but it was a, it wasn't a, a, you know, he's not. I a wonder great guy if you ring. went from heel to face, territory to territory, depending on the. Territory he was in. Yeah, I mean, depending on if the cops were... Cops. Yeah. So we hate cops is what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. Wrestling podcast. So the the interesting thing here, as far as where in the last match, they basically shook you by the shoulders and said, Miss Elizabeth will be getting involved in this yes. match. Um, out comes something, a, someone from our past. A real surprise. Yes, a legit surprise. Andre the Giant's there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you remember last WrestleMania... Um, he did not get tagged in. He didn't get tagged in. He was... That was his last time actually being active in WrestleMania and in, in wrestling on TV at all. And uh, and he had a confrontation with his then-manager, Bobby Heenan, mm-hmm. um, and then had to beat up Heenan with the worst-looking smacks ever. So he comes out in street clothes, laboring to walk, but yes. still, it's Andre the Giant. Um, and they're not sure of like his his uh, intentions here. Yep. Looks like he's going to go... He's going after Heenan a little bit, just chasing the weasel around the ring. Um, <laughs> that but, sounds bad. Yeah, the old chasing the weasel, and it ends in a DQ because he. Well, it should end like I thought. I was gonna, I'm like, wait, I thought that was the DQ. Uh, it's because he does hit perfect with the belt. It's so dumb. But then it ends in a real fuck DQ where Heenan's other guys come out and uh, fuck this yeah. match. Lord Alfred Hayes is there. That's another note because that's who you He's need. You need another guy. I really hope the brain got paid double for this. He is not. He's just not stopped working. Yeah, he's so impressive. That's, it's a lot. Um, oh, so, Andre showing up was maybe the biggest pop of the night. Yeah, maybe. I think it's gotta be. May, I don't know. The Miss Elizabeth reunion was the really end of that hot was too. Pretty, it was pretty hot. So, but oh, there was one thing I would like to notice uh, say about the match itself. Yeah. Uh, at one point, Mister Perfect slaps Big Boss Man, and it's a slap. You yeah. hear that so clear. There's that's not a fake. You can't right, fake right. that. Yeah, yeah. So he got hurt. Someone yeah. got hurt. That's good. So that's cool. Um, are you sure the biggest pop of the night wasn't when we now go to our parade of celebrities? I wish it was. Okay, so this is the best. It doesn't matter. We're not at his at one of his venues anymore. But Donald Trump is there. Hell yeah, he's there. Uh, so is his friend Chuck Norris. Yep. Um, Fuck that guy. We're gonna play after this. We're gonna play which of these is not like the others. <laughs> Henry Winkler, who is an Ultimate Warrior fan, and Lou Ferrigno, which makes sense. He should be there. Yeah, yeah, that makes the sense. Hulk. Yeah. Um, Heenan, because he's once again, I think this is his best uh, heel work. Is saying that like Lou Ferrigno, who people should know is like eighty percent deaf. Yeah, uh, he says it sounds like he's talking with a bunch of crackers in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like, what a horrible person! Like the casual racism we've been used to is nothing. This is so no much one's better. made fun of a deaf guy yet. Yeah. 
I love it. I love yeah. it so much. Let's be clear. We're not in favor of making fun of the deaf. Oh. It's just the fact that that's how much of a bad guy his yeah. character is that he would do that. Yeah. To the guy, like, it's also fucking, it's the Hulk. It's so great. I <laughs> yeah. love it. It's the Hulk who could actually hurt you. It's so like, great. Yeah. All right, so let's go so to... So let's go to some more garbage fucking matches. Greg the Hammer Valentine, who was clearly the best at drinking beer ever in the oh, WWF. He's the worst, man. And after that, like, abortion of a musical segment <laughs> in the last one, I just wanted these guys to both die in the ring. And Earthquake, who seemed to have lost a little bit of weight. He did lose weight. Yeah. And and I was actually watching... A yeah, side you sent note. me a 98 class. Yeah, I was watching Attitude Era Raws, and he was Golga. He was part of the, the Oddities, which was a... Um, this is like the dumbest shit in the world. The oddities were the dumbest shit. The, the side note, because this won't be, I don't think they're in a WrestleMania, no. um, was basically uh, the uh, Insane Clown Posse. Yeah. Um, Luna Vachon, a couple giants, a couple midgets. Really quick, when you say Insane Clown Posse, you don't mean like guys dressed up at. It was literally, literally the Insane, insane Clown Posse. Posse. Wrestling aficionados, these, who once ran their own promotion. Still do. Uh, yeah, but Still like, do. and but at that point, Earthquake, who at this, that's like another, you know, seven years, seven later. eight years. He's actually doesn't look like he's a big guy, but yeah. he's trimmed down and he wears like a leather like gimp mask type thing. And he also he would always bring out a Cartman doll. Did they pay South Park for the rights, or was South Park even aware? Do they care? I mean, Ed South Park at huge. that point, this South... is like the two two of the biggest cultural phenomena. Yeah, but it, that was ninety ninety eight. Like that was the second year. Like they that were... was the first year. Was it? Okay, yeah. that was then. They, I mean, I'm sure they were happy for the. Promotion, you think? Yeah, I mean the uh, New Age Outlaws used to wear their. Shirts. All right, so whatever this garbage match, the only yeah. it'll be good, it'll be good in seven years. The right only uh, note I have is at one point Earthquake flexes to the ref, like to show off his muscles after he does a move on Greg the Hammer Valentine. <laughs> it's like, hey, man, like, what's, what that? is this about? You yeah. don't get like what? Okay, so yeah, let's move horrible. on. Uh, the Legion of Doom versus Power and Glory with Slick. Slick's back. Slick's back. He now manages. So Power and Glory is Paul Roma and my one of my least favorite wrestlers. Hercules, who's kind of like, he he's, still has the chains, but now he's wearing like 80s warm-up Does he gear. even get to talk in the promo that they cut? I don't remember. No. I mean, I don't, I think just, I think it's just slick. Um, Legion of Doom, they call power and glory, well, Hawk calls them sour and gory. Yeah, and they he does suck his, at promos, and it made me ashamed to be from Chicago. Like what a rush. Um, yeah, but actually, they're, they're pretty good, actually. Legion of Doom is pretty good at ring. And at least yeah, and their promos really are fast. their their promos are like their own thing. That it's they're not good. I hate them. So the thing much. with the Legion of Doom is interesting because Demolition was on this card earlier. Demolition was Vince's attempt to make a Road Warrior Legion of Doom. I mean, mm-hmm. they don't call them Road Warriors in WWF, but yeah, Legion of Doom. This is squash. It doesn't even. It's literally fifty nine seconds, and they they hit the uh, Doomsday Device, mm-hmm. and uh, which is cool. It's a cool move. It's a great move. Um, and here is my actual. F- Favorite match, second yes. favorite story of the night. Because the first story is Miss Elizabeth. Yeah, they, they can't top that. Yeah, no, love, bro. But this is a this match, Virgil. And this with, is actually why I wanted to record very soon after we did six. Okay, this because, specific thing. Yes, and I know why. Because this match is Virgil come to the ring by Roddy Piper against Ted DiBiase, Million Dollar Men. So Virgil is once again is his servant slave, who is a a black gentleman who's a rib at Dusty Rhodes, mm-hmm. but he he in this promo is shown like not in the past like when they had Virgil it was just like oh that's the optics it's like oh yeah that's not good mm-hmm. but this they actually show Virgil like 
DiBiase would be cutting a promo while Virgil was giving him a massage. Yep. While he was wiping his brow or mm-hmm. cleaning his dot, like horseshit off his boots, mm-hmm. like they were showing it. This actually, the things in your head of like, oh, that's really demeaning. They actually did that on on screen to yeah. build the story. Um, but this is like a so a continuing story where basically you know Virgil had enough. Um, so it's the build up between that, and this is where Piper being in half black. While it's tough to say that's not blackface, mm-hmm. it's also to show that the character is not racist. And, yeah. and we know, and Piper in real life wasn't racist, I don't think. We hope. We hope. Uh, rest in peace. Um, is that he's the one who's basically like, Virgil, like, you gotta, you gotta stand up man. to this guy. You're a man, be a fucking be a man. man, fuck this guy. How do you spell You're man? Great. V-I-R-G-I-L. Like that's he, awesome. Yes. That is sweet. That's like some high school football coach yeah, shit right there. I love I, it. I couldn't find out, and I, I might have missed in the promo. Did, why, why was... Piper supposed to be hurt? Was that supposed to... It was a kayfabe injury? I, I, I'm not sure. He comes been. out... They mentioned some... Uh, maybe a motorcycle or something, but he comes yes, out... Yes, they do. It was a motorcycle okay. accident, but I don't know if that's kayfabe. Yeah. But he's got a fucked up knee. He's got a so bad knee a and, crutch. and he has a crutch. Which is... Yeah, which... You know what I was going crutch. Don't know. bring a crutch to the ring if you're not going to fucking use it. So, uh, here's the interesting thing. So, it goes Million Dollar Man. One of the best theme songs of all time. Because he yeah. just talks about how great he is at money. I yeah. love that. Yeah. And Piper's theme song, maybe like the third best of all time. He gets his own theme song. Yeah. But he's not even accompanying Virgil of the Ring. Yeah, he's he essentially, comes out. He's essentially like a boxing coach. More yeah. than like a manager. Yeah. So he gets his own music, which rules. It's like his fanfare. And then yes. he's like the, kid, like the guy fighting is coming. Mm-hmm. Come on out. Like, it's very strange. And then Virgil comes out. But he doesn't, he doesn't, like, there's not really an announcement. He just, Piper's like, hey, Virgil, let's fight! Let's fucking do this, man. And he, he just walks out, he's yeah. in the music, yeah. and he gets a huge pop. Yeah, because of this, I mean, DiBiase was... He's a great villain. He's a great so villain. Great. I mean, this is the, why people hated Vince McMahon. Like, oh, you yeah. hate the millionaire. That's yeah. an easy play. But I both loved and disliked the fact that uh, Virgil doesn't get music. But it kind of yeah. works without music. Yeah. It's such a short... Small arena, you don't really need the music, right? Unlike the last, and few. it wouldn't. The music is supposed to. It's if you. It's because it's an identifying thing. This yeah. wasn't a guy who was like, he wasn't an active wrestler. He yeah. matches every week, he and he's some... he's dressed way more like a boxer than a wrestler. Yeah, and it's great. I love it. I love the pop. I love the whole story behind this match. It fucking yeah. makes sense. Yeah, and the matches. You know, the matches find itself yeah. like there's, yeah, there's a good amount of interference, but not too much. Right, and it ends up. It ends up. Um, Virgil does win by countout because. DiBiase's off dealing with Piper. Yes, which and, is great. He doesn't get in the ring, so it's it, it works. My one note for the actual match is uh, Trump loves seeing Virgil get slapped by Ted DiBiase. At one point, they leave and they go right by the barrier where you can see Trump yeah. like really digging that. Really part. into it. Yeah, yeah. not shocker. Uh, once again, presidential frontrunner. Yes, Donald Trump. Yes, yes. Um, but this is this says everything except love. And that's, obviously, love is the best story, blah, blah, blah. But, like, this yeah. is rich versus poor. This is black versus white. This is a class system war. And at a certain point, it kind of gets into, like, a nationalistic point of view. Because you have, like, the, the man from America versus the man from Canada. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. No, it's pretty great. Um, and that's, yeah, and that was one of the, the... That's the thing with this card. It's 14 televised matches. Like, three of them have stories. Yeah. You know, and, and we had and kind of... Oh, a couple ago, we'd gotten to a point where most of them had stories. Yeah. So you're backtracking. This is, once again, it does feel like some of this stuff feels like, why are they rounding out a card? Like, the the idea is you put a match on the card if it's going to sell something. Mm-hmm. But, like, what is Dino Bravo and Texas Tornado doing? Or, like, what is, yeah. you know, the Bulldog and the Warlord doing? Or, like, Dem- well, Demolition was over, so they just needed someone to, 
to fight. But like a lot of this earthquake and Greg Valentine, like why are these matches here? I don't know. You know, and the next one is the same thing. It's the Mountie. Uh, with oh, that Hart. is a total wash. But before yeah. we get to that one, the 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 the, the second part of this match uh, post uh, decision is actually just as interesting as the match itself. Piper gets pulled in. DiBiase just, in theory, destroys his knee. It's broken. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And then, in a little twist here, we have Virgil essentially becoming the coach of Rowdy, and yeah. like. They kind of help each other up. Like, yeah. they find true friendship. And that's my favorite line that Gorilla says all night. This is what true friendship is all about. Yeah, there you go. Ebony and Ivory, Virgil and Rowdy, this is the best. We're okay. We've solved everything. This is what that's LA like could Ebony be. Ebony and Ivory is about Virgil and Piper. <laughs> but, like, why can't we focus? Like, shouldn't this have been the story for the LA WrestleMania in 91? Yeah, maybe not lead with the... Uh... The policeman who beats people yeah. with belts. Thing? Maybe the one that gets the biggest pop should be the one that we care about the most. This yeah. one, where we could all agree that like fuck the guy with money, you'll yeah. still make the most money if you sell this fucking match. Yeah, I don't think that they know what's good for them most of the time. Yeah, well, that's I understand whole... that it's like super hard to sell racial unity. I get that <laughs> in a wrestling match. Yeah, I totally stuff. get that. Yeah, but you could just sell like rich versus poor, who yeah. doesn't identify with poor. And that's Even what rich they did the year. Identify. That's what they did the year prior. I mean, with uh, with with Jake. Oh, I'm, I, I'm like the year prior was Ultimate Warrior versus Hogan. That's just like that was the only mysticism the... versus a. Like... No, no. I mean, it's just as far as like the DiBiase thing. Yeah, he's a rich poor. It's so it's obvious. Like, yeah, like this should be the. Yeah. Oh, anyways, let's move on to a garbage match. Yeah, there's another squash. It's the Mountie versus Tito Santana, and it's good to see that even without Ventura there, that's that Heenan will continue the proud tradition of being racist to Tito Santana. Yes, thank you, uh, but not to the Mountie. They're both foreigners, guys. They're the Listen, ones on the top, ones he, on the bottom. That's he makes it. a joke like, I feel like he's taking, he's elevating the casual racism to another level. Like, Ventura was content to talk about enchiladas and, and butcher his name. He made a joke about, like, surprise he's here. Like, we're only 150 miles from the border. Like, I mean. It's great. I yeah, love it. This I love is it. like, Heenan's lines are, like, the best the whole, um, the whole, the whole night. Uh, so... This is this is a great line from Gorilla Monsoon. This will go in the record books as a victory for the Mountie, but a loss for everyone that viewed it. <laughs> I agree. I mean, well, yeah, you got to agree with the uh, the face count, the, the play by play guy. All right, so uh, we're gonna we're finally getting back to our main event. Okay, so this is, I mean, I kind of said what most of the story is, but it's basically Sergeant Slaughter, uh, who you know if you watch wrestling or mm-hmm. GI Joe cartoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has like a, a lantern jaw and a little mustache. Yeah. He's an army man. Looks like a real garbage man. Yeah, he is a real garbage man, especially in this storyline where, like we said, a month after Desert Storm has ended, and the storyline has been going on for months, uh, he had become an Iraqi sympathizer yeah. with uh, General Adnan, who was mm-hmm. actually Iraqi. And, and in real life, classmates of Saddam Hussein. He says. There's he's a, a photo. There's a oh, photo. There okay. I thought it was just he's a wrestler photo, and then like, there's oh, there's a photo. <laughs> I him see there's shaking a photo. hands with Rumsfeld. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, and and you know, and they're, they're obviously this is like the cheesiest, like yeah, they're the bad guys because they're they're against our enemies and they're for our enemies in war. Yeah. They're lighting up. I don't know if they lit the American flag. They light they Hulk lit Hogan's. Hogan's shirt, which yeah. is basically the American flag. As far as importance to the nation. For sure, for sure. And Hogan, who... By the way, the immortal Hulk Hogan, let's get that right, that's how he's billed now. Yeah, the immortal, 91. yeah. It's starting to seem that way. Um, you know, they cut their, their promos, and I mean, this basically is like, Hogan needed a headline, he was supposed to not be in the main, the you know, the main uh, event Yeah. a little, and that didn't last yeah. very long at all. No. Uh, this match is, is 
Okay, the only, stuff, the, the only thing I want to say from the promos uh, is that, you know, Hulk 91 is new technology that, that's yeah. dumb. And, and actually, this is funny because I was just thinking about this. This was the CNN war. This was the, the, the uh, cruise missile war. Mm-hmm. Like, they actually, this is like kind of topical, his promo, which doesn't always happen. Uh, he then, he d- then butchers the Star Spangled Banner and makes it part of his promo, which oh, is great. Yeah. Um, yeah, the promo was more for kids. Where the previous year it was like this great, like punch surreal, drunk, surreal yeah. mysticism, like summoning stream of consciousness. Yeah, yeah, that was great. This one was "I am America." Yeah, it's boring. for me. So and a USA chance the whole time. It's so boring. Basically, so Slaughter's got the belt, and in a in a championship match, the belt doesn't change hands on a DQ mm-hmm. or countout. Has to be pin or uh, submission. So his this whole match, which is fucking forever yeah. 20 minute long which once again neither of these guys can really wrestle no because it, for like 10 minutes it's just Hogan beating up Slaughter yeah and then 9 and a half minutes of Slaughter and the general beating up Hogan yeah and Sarge is and Hulk Sarge, blades himself pretty obviously yeah he cuts himself open real bad yep um, but you know Slaughter is like trying to get DQ'd so he's a little fast and loose with the mm-hmm. the camera cables and the chairs he, yeah, that's the thing. At, you know, a few minutes to go, he hits Hogan with the chair. Yep. Hogan, like, douses, like, he is doused in blood. Yeah. Because it's a really bad blade, because yeah. it's like, he didn't do you it usually down. do it while you're down or, like, hidden. He has to kind of do it. He It's like, oh, I hit my head, and, like, has to swipe a bl- blade across his head. That's not how you're supposed to do it. And uh. then, yeah, so he's, and... And this is, he had, I think he had um, bled, like, hard way. He had never bled, like, he hadn't bled into WrestleMania yet. Yeah. So to see him kind of, like, the way you're, I'm used to seeing Ric Flair. Yeah. Just, like, blo- bleach blonde hair and then fucking carry. Like, yeah. it's like, that's, that was crazy. But it's worse for this one because Flair had a full hair to hair and uh, Hogan doesn't. So it's yeah, just, like, weird strands of bloody hair on, just, like, one side of your Just horrendous. Um, and then, uh... Well, they, he, they, he does almost get pinned. Which is great because they drape an Iraqi flag over him yeah. and then try to pin him, which is yeah. the coolest. Yeah, as far as heel shit, that's that's up there. awesome. And then once again, he's the face, so tearing up the flag of your enemy yeah, is a respectful great. thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, yeah. he obviously wins. Blah blah blah. Yeah, he's he like up. blood all over his tights. Yeah, and it's, it's so it's weird looking. It's just horrible. Oh man, it was just a, it's a horrible. It's not it's like the worst, is I, it the worst Hogan match yet? No, Bundy. In the cage was pretty. At least horrible. there was a yeah that was really bad. Yeah, yeah but it was and short. The, was it shorter? Yeah, it's shorter. That's the only. And that's the only virtue of that. All this right, is fine. this is either this the is worst horrible. or second worst. This is horrible. And like we said, the the fact that you had matches or you had stories to tell, and the fact that Hogan kind of had to put himself in yeah. in the in the main picture like that. It's still not as bad as two overall. No, and it's it's fine. But yeah, I think when we get to smaller cards. Yeah, I think I think these things don't even hit the stride to like an hour in usually, you know. And yeah, it's like why for sure, even, for sure. why even do that? Uh, well, back in the day, de- back in the day, earlier ones were good because at least you had Jesse on mic early. Yeah. Now, if the next one Bobby's on mic early, great, you know. But yeah. like this one's just boring. Well, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Gorilla Monsoon is a good uh, line as soon as the uh, third bell is rung, which is the war is now officially over. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually no. They actually continued doing. Uh, Desert Storm matches. I know. Which were like no DQ matches. So they were like, they were like more so than the government was to at try one, to get more like out of this, this at war. At one point, Gorilla Monsoon in a retort to what Bobby, Bobby the Brain is plugging his WrestleMania after party or like the next day or something party. 
Uh, he just yells, "Who cares?" <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> but that kind of summed up this match. And they are great together. They have great chemistry, and they were really good friends in real life. But they have that, so it's it's oh, good so that they're. Great. The last words, if you fast forward to the last 10 seconds of WrestleMania 7, the last words are, who's going to be at my party? (laughs) It's also hilarious, but so sad. It's so great. Yeah. So, so definitely not one of the, um, I'd say the, like how good the, the, the much smaller than the Coliseum room is does make it. Pretty good, yeah, for sure. Um, this this, this and size helped this match. Yeah, and there's some you know, like we said, like it, I keep feel like I keep saying it, but you, you start to see, you know, Michaels, yeah, Hart. Now yeah. you get Taker. There's you know, a lot. There's you, a lot here you could see coming in. in yeah, a and there and there's and then just watching some of the you know Jake Roberts and Randy Savage and watching those guys, uh, DiBiase to an extent, kind of really seeing like how you you do a good match, a good yeah. story. So this is probably the easiest WrestleMania to just cut up and watch and enjoy. If you just wanted to watch like those three matches, yeah, be, like uh, were other ones you kind of want the whole feel of it. This one just is like if you cut those up, this is just like a really good raw. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but those stories like they were so good. It, like I. I think the Macho Man one is like obviously the best one, but the but it's there's so much stuff that just makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, you don't like it We're, because this it's a, I mean he's hitting a man is hitting a woman. Yeah, which, like no I mean, matter do, what, that was the whole thing. Like yeah. even with the mixed tag at, at six, you weren't supposed to be in the ring at the yeah. same time. So yeah, this one where it's direct mm-hmm. violence is pretty gross. Yeah, but it is it it does like I said it tells a good story. Yeah, it just makes you feel weird. It is it is weird. But. So that's what this is. I would recommend people if you're gonna watch one think from this watch the rowdy macho uh, watch the rowdy yeah. virgil million dollar man chunk that's yeah. the best second is probably i say i know i think you gotta do the i think you gotta macho do man's number yeah. one fine macho man's number one but it makes me uncomfortable so right. i'm not gonna but recommend it does that story and and I, you know and I, it doesn't i don't even know the quick postscript because i don't think it'll actually factor into the next mania probably is not. that they they do get married it was like oh yeah ring. i completely forgot about that and yeah. it actually sets up when Roberts is a heel. Yeah, uh, they open the the wedding present and it's a cobra. Yeah, courtesy of Jake the Snake and Which Undertaker. Is cool. uh, and it turns out the reason that uh, Roberts was mad at Savage is because he didn't get to go to the bachelor party. That was the kayfabe why they were feuding. So that's great. And that could be true. <laughs> that could be true. That could be true. I yes. love that so much. Yes. Um. All right. Yeah. This is a fine one. Yeah. I'm looking forward to more Undertaker. Uh, I was looking at the card. Eight. Eight is going to be very good. All right, sweet. All right, until next time, everybody. I'm trying to think if there's like anything. What was a good line? Oh, who's coming to my party? That's it. <laughs> and then we'll go, dong. Dong. <laughs>